You know, over the past four weeks, what our church has been all about is about discovering the mission of the church, not Christ's legacy church, but the church with the big C. And, and what we're all about is first, we're all about worship. We believe that God has come in and, and done something in our life so powerful and so astounding that our natural and right response is to worship him, to allow our hearts to be filled with so much gratitude that all we can do is tell God, thank you for what he's done for us. That's, that's the first thing. But when we, when we move forward and, and realize that God has done something for us, it causes our hearts to fill, be filled with compassion, to love other people so much that because of what Christ has done first in us. And that compassion causes us to, to realize that we need to learn about discipleship. And that's a fancy way of saying that we need to learn how to follow God daily through his word and also through acts of service here inside Christ's legacy and even outside Christ's legacy in our community. But then it doesn't stop there because when we, when we are worshipful, when we thank God for what he's done, when we love people and when we learn about his word and when we serve him, we realize that there is a community outside of these four walls that desperately need to be presented with the gospel of Jesus Christ and confronted with the saving transformational power of the work of the Holy Spirit, amen? Amen. amen. And that's what we're all about with evangelism. Those four components are so critical. They're the cornerstone of what makes us a body of believers. So over the course of today, I just want each one of you to be able to walk away with how our church here at Christ's Legacy engages in the mission, overall mission of our church through incredible ways. You're probably going to feel overwhelmed with everything that our church is doing. And I, I, I just want you to know, I feel overwhelmed so much so that we have to have a calendar meeting in our, every week just to make sure that we are staying on top of all the events that are going on at Christ's Legacy from Sunday to Saturday. It's just, it really is pretty impressive. You might feel overwhelmed, but the most important part of our service this morning, and I don't want anybody to miss this, is a presentation of the simple gospel of Jesus Christ. Because at the end of our message, you're gonna have an opportunity to respond to it. I don't care if you've been in church all of your life and you could have given this presentation better than me, or if this is the first time that you've ever heard the real message of the gospel, I wanted to let you know that the simple message is the most important and pivotal message of all of Christianity. And each one of us should respond to it each and every time, amen? That's what I want us to do today. But before we move on any further, many of you have already engaged one of the most important ministries at Christ's Legacy that we have, and that is with our Legacy Kids. And so I wanna stop in right now and check to see what's going on with our Legacy Kids. Hey, Pastor DJ, how are you doing back there? Can you hear me? Hey, Pastor John, how you doing? <laughs> hey, we're doing fine. Thanks for letting us stop in and check out what you're doing. but. Oh yeah, we're so excited to be here. We have a whole bunch of legacy kids who want to say hi. Say hi, everybody! Wow, that's a lot of kids, but it doesn't look like you're in church. It looks like you're on vacation in there. I see, uh, I see crazy shirts. I see uh, palm trees. I see flamingos. 
What exactly is going on back there right now? Well, right now we're in the middle of our series called At the Beach. You know, some people, Pastor John, during this time of the year, they like to get away from it all. They like to go somewhere warmer, somewhere, you know, somewhere different, not where they're at. And they like to spend time in the sun, you know, get a little tan maybe. But right now, this summer, I'm encouraging our legacy kids to enjoy their summer, but also spend their summer with the sun, S-O-N, not S-U-N. Hey, I see what you did there. Yes, we did. But we're we're having an absolute blast back here, and we're just loving every minute of it. We're having truly a tropical Sunday morning, honestly. Man, that, that sounds amazing. And it sounds like you have everything held down. You probably don't need any more help back there with our legacy kids. Is that right? <laughs> You'd think that, wouldn't you? No, no. Um, actually, if you're looking right now, and you actually see all, okay, I got an idea. Everybody, do this. Look at these guys. They look so excited. Don't they just look like they need a lot of help back here, guys? We need all the help we can get. Guys, there is no, we can always use more help back here. If you guys want to come serve back here, we'd love to have you guys back here. Right, guys? Yeah! All right. Well, Pastor DJ, thank you for letting us stop in with you and find out that you're not back there babysitting or watching our kids or inter even entertaining, but you're actually putting down foundational faith into our young people so that when they grow up, they won't be shaken at all by anything that life throws at them. Absolutely. That's Amen. what we do back here. Amen. Well, thank you so much. It looks like you got a busy service ahead of you, so we're going to go ahead and dip on out, okay? All right. Everybody say Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We love you. Hey, give our young people a round of applause. I am so grateful for what God is doing in the hearts and the lives of our children. Amen. And I, it kind of reminds me of that moment whenever the disciples were so busy trying to to have church and trying to do a good, such a good job being professional in church that they started pushing the little kids out the church. Remember that. And we find out in Mark uh, chapter 10 where Jesus in verse 14 actually gets angry at the disciples for doing this. He says, let the children come to me. Don't stop them for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter into it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed them in his hands in his hands and put their, his hands on their heads and bless them. Man, I am, I am so amazed at Christ's heart for children. And here at Christ's Legacy, we're going to be all about children, amen? Because the truth is, is that God has called us to be childlike. And some people's translation was actually translated wrong because they think that God has called them to be childish. See, see See what that did there is, is, uh, is, is you, you got the wrong interpretation of, of scripture. It's we're childlike. We have a childlike faith. We're called to mature in Christ, but receive him as a child. And, and many of you have already even checked in their, your children to our nursery program. Our nursery is amazing because even back there, we begin our, our, our infants and toddlers with curriculum that's designed to engage them at their level with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, you're probably sitting here saying, well, Pastor John, listen, it's a little early to expect my, my little baby, my little one-year-old to really engage with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I wanna tell you something, young couples, young families, if you can turn on Coco Melon and expect them to get something out of that, you can know Jesus too, amen? 
Amen. So that's what we're going to be about at Christ's Legacy is ensuring that our kids are put the foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ in them. But then you might have heard about Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts of America. And this is was one of the most incredible organizations uh, across America that helped mentor and train young boys and girls in how to be good citizens. It was even biblically based, but nowadays it's turned into some kind of a, a, a political token that uh, really works to try to re-educate kids in what gender and, and ideology and politics are really all about. And I don't wanna take anything away from what they have done in the past, but our Royal Rangers for boys and girls ministry for girls seeks to disciple and engage these kids on their level and train them to do much more than just have a little Bible study. When just yesterday, our Royal Rangers met all Friday night and all day Saturday, and they learned how to shoot air rifles. They learned what it was like to, to do many different types of things. I've seen our Royal Rangers changing tires and building walls and learning plumbing and, uh, and doing all sorts of stuff that little boys need to do. And I'll tell you what, I've seen some girls out there with girls ministry learning all sorts of stuff. It is just unbelievable what our Royal Rangers and girls ministries do for our kids. I wanna say thank you to all of our commanders, all of our girls ministry leaders for all the time and work that you put in to doing everything that you do for our kids. It makes a difference even at the Elliott House. I appreciate that so much. I'm proud of our Royal Rangers and Girls Ministry. But many of you may not even know about our puppet ministry. If you don't know, you better get to know. Because our puppet ministry is where it's at. Our puppet ministry is gonna to minister to us sometime in August. I'm so excited about that. But what our puppet ministry does is it engages our kids and teaches them how to minister in a church, on a church platform. The, the kids learn how to, uh, uh, about Bible lessons to present. They, they, they learn how to lead worship and they do it all so that they can not just entertain, but ha help facilitate people inter interacting in God's word and worship. And that is important. That's an important thing. It's not just puppet time with socks. It's training our kids to really minister in a real and powerful way. Because you know, sometimes whenever you don't have the words to say as an adult, you think back on what it was like in kids' church and somehow you just seem to pull it out. I'm so blessed by our puppet ministry. I'm also blessed by our student ministry. As your children age up, uh, in August from fifth grade to sixth grade, they're gonna make one of the most, the largest transitions that you have ever seen in your life. They're gonna go from elementary school to middle school, fresh meat. Oh man. And that is a scary transition for any kid. These days, statistics tell us that uh, kids will receive their first cell phone, their first smartphone by the age of 12 years old. They receive their first tablet by the age of 11. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that sounds a little bit old. Because if you look across the demographics here in the metro area, what you find out is our elementary school students are being checked out tablets to send home with them just in case in-person learning has been canceled. And so, 
what you find out is that our eight and nine-year-olds, no, our six and seven-year-olds are going home with the power of the internet right there in the palm of their hand. And that is an overwhelming statistic. But in a generation that is captured by a little screen that promises to connect them to the rest of the world, they end up feeling more disconnected than ever. And if you don't believe that, you just need to go and turn on the TV sometime and see how disconnected some people really are from reality. And what, what has been promised to them is a lie. It takes them away from friends. It has taken them away from families and dinner tables. It's taken them away from feeling like they're really part of something that is bigger than what they truly are. Feeling alone and dealing with anxiety and depression, it gives them sometimes even the sense of entitlement. These are all hallmarks of this generation. And that's why it's so important here at Christ's Legacy for our student ministries to uncover God's word in a real way that gives them scriptures like this. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22 or 24 says, there are friends who destroy each other, but real friends stick closer than a brother. And what a friend we have in Jesus, amen? And they need to know that. They need to know 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 and 7 that says, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. We can just stop right there and talk about the need for humility in our world today. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Now watch this. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. How many know that these young people need to know and hear about a God that loves and cares for them, amen? Amen. And finally, I want, I want all of our young people to know 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11 through 12, that tells us, yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work and meddling in other people's business. Woo! The word of God is stout sometimes. We command such people and urge them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down. How many parents out there say settle down sometimes? Settle down and work to earn your own living. There are some times that our generation needs to be confronted with the truth that everybody is commanded to work <laughs> and get out of people's business and do your job and feed your family and love your kids. Amen? And where else in, in this whole community is this, this, are these young people gonna come and be confronted with God's word and its truth, but still walk away encouraged, still walk away feeling uplifted and rooted down into the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're gonna walk away feeling like their lives matter and that their lives are bigger than the little screen that sits in the pocket, amen? Just this past Wednesday, our students flooded the altars of our church. They, they were praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They were seeking God in a powerful way. They go to youth camp. They just got back from youth camp. We go to, we go to uh, a spring break retreat. We go to fall campouts. We go to uh, insomnia, which is our New Year's Eve retreat. It's actually a lock-in. If you're a student, it is so much fun. And if you're an adult, beware. <laughs> Praise the Lord anyhow. But most important of all, 
They have the opportunity at every one of our events, at every one of our services, to be confronted with the gospel of Jesus Christ and allow God to produce a work in them that they can't do themselves, amen? But if you're, if you're like me and you understand that connection doesn't just stop whenever you graduate high school, but really the more responsibility you have as an adult, the more you need to be, connect, you need to be connected with other people and you'll realize that connection runs all the way through your life. We have a, a, a need for connection to grow closer to not only God, but closer to each other. And I'm so blessed because we have a, a legacy ladies here, Christ's legacy, that understand that need and really know how to connect with one another. Proverbs chapter 31, starting verse 10, tells us about a virtuous woman. I'm glad none of you men said amen out there. Hold on. It gets better. Hold on. Listen. Who can find a virtuous woman? Guys, you better raise your hand right now. <laughs> and a capable wife. She is more precious than rubies. <laughs> there it is right there. I want to tell you something. At Christ's legacy, our women exemplify a virtuous woman. I... If you're a young mom or if you're a mom at all, you know that your job doesn't just start at nine o'clock and it doesn't end at five. But instead it starts when you wake up and you hit, your, hit the feet on the floor and it ends as you're going to sleep at night and you fall asleep making a list of things that you need to do the next day. That's what, uh, that's what a mom looks like. Uh, a mom is willing to give her life to her husband and her kids. A mom and a woman here at Christ's Legacy is engaged not only with what's going on in her house, but she looks for opportunities to minister to other people. And if you really wanna know what a virtuous woman looks like, you can look at all of our ladies at Christ's Legacy because I am so, just so amazed and appreciate you so much at what you're willing to do in order to serve your families and the kingdom of God. We have ladies uh, that have been through it all. And we also have ladies that hadn't seen anything yet. <laughs> and we have ladies everywhere in between. And I'm so glad and grateful for these ladies because we do things like uh, ladies' tea parties and women's conferences. We have Bible studies. We have Secret Sister, which uh, you'll have to ask somebody what Secret Sister is because I have never had a Secret Sister. That I know of, at least. Um, <laughs> But we have such a wonderful time getting together and knowing other ladies. But it's not just about our ladies, it's also about our men. Did you know that the Bible tells us how we should act when we're men? The world needs to be engaged in this. They need to understand this. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 tells us, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Amen? The Bible's pretty clear that we're supposed to act like men. Our men are strong physically. They're strong in character. 
They're engaged with our community. They do things like uh, have breakfast with each other, do spouse dinners. They go uh, tour uh, military facilities. Uh, they build bikes for kids. They are engaged in training our Royal Rangers. They are engaged at the church doing various projects. I am grateful to be counted among some of our men at Christ's Legacy that know and love the Lord and know how to serve his kingdom, amen? Amen. amen. And, and I, I want you to know that 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 we are clear-minded and we are decisive that, and we are Christ-centered men at Christ's legacy. And I, I'm encouraged by that because we are in a, in a world today that needs clear-minded and decisive men that are able to stand up and do the right thing even whenever it's hard. That's what God has put on our heart. Then we have legacy classics. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 31 tells us that gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained by living a godly life. Amen? Now, I see some of you looking around saying some of us have been more godly than others. <laughs> well, I'm starting to be counted in that group. I'll tell you what. But this is the second most active department at Christ's Legacy other than legacy students. And uh, I'm, I'm just impressed by, uh, by uh, legacy classics because they do all sorts of fun things like road trips. Uh, they do uh, uh, concerts. They do hangouts, get-togethers. They go over and do uh, and not, not campouts. They don't do campouts, but they, they act like they're going to camp out and then everybody leaves. <laughs> Pretty smart, I think. <laughs> But they have, um, they have a great time. And honest to goodness, this is the first senior group that I've ever known in my entire life to have young and middle-aged couples trying to sneak into that group because it doesn't matter what age or phase that you're in, uh, they, they, they welcome everybody. And so we have, uh, we have some 30-year-olds that are trying to sneak into that classics group and every, every now and then uh, 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 even uh, younger than that. So I, I am impressed by our classics group and everything that they have to offer our, our Christ Legacy Church. Not only because they have gray hair, but that means that their gray hair has shown us their godly life, amen? And we also have legacy life. Now, if I haven't made myself clear yet, our church believes in connecting with one another. We don't believe that you can live life and do life by yourself. We believe that you have to engage with other people and know what's going on in other people's lives and other people need to know you because that's how we support and pray for one another and lift each other up and take it other people's burden. On Wednesday night at five o'clock, we meet together and share a meal together. That's wonderful. And then we meet as a large group and talk about what God wants to do in hearts and lives. And then after that, we even, we even break down into small discussion groups and really focus in on what God has for us in his word. I'm so encouraged about Legacy Life because that is, I believe, God, God's heart is, is doing life together inside of a a community of other believers. If you want to know what the early church looked like, it looked like that right there. Well, if you want to know what it looks like, come on Wednesday nights and find out, amen? But then we have compassion ministries. We have things like Pure Desire, which is a group that helps people take back their lives from unwanted sexual behaviors and even uh, a betrayal trauma that, uh, that has 
torn their relationships apart. And we want to encourage each and every one of you, if you have a, a, a need in that area, all you have to do is uh, call our office or, or even look online and we can find a way if you just hit, that's me, it goes to us anonymously and we can get you the information that you need to hook up with this uh, needed program in our world today. But then there's grief share. Grief share is a, is a way that we can minister to the hurting that have lost people in their lives, whether it's a spouse, a neighbor, a friend, any loved one. And through this uh, opportunity to do a video seminar and have it a guided discussion by a leader, and even personal devotions that help us engage in God's word, it's through that process that the Holy Spirit shows up and begins to put back the pieces of our broken hearts. It's needed in a world today that experiences so much loss. In fact, if you wanna know what real, true, genuine religion looks like, James chapter one, verse 27 tells us, pure, genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Isn't that powerful? So if you want, if you want to know what real ministry looks like, you'd minister to our widows group that I dropped in just a few weeks ago on. This group of ladies is full of so much love and hope that I thought I was gonna walk in and, and just love on them and encourage them for a moment. And whenever I walked out, I think I was the one that was more encouraged. I looked at this group that, it's a group of, of people, it's probably the only group of people at Christ's Legacy that I pray that we don't have any more of. But we know because we live on a sin-cursed planet that we're gonna experience these losses. And when I walked out of that group, I felt so encouraged and so blessed. And I want each and every one of you, if you want to know what's important to God's heart, it's to minister to widows and orphans, amen? That's why I think it's so important that we have a save one ministry at Christ's Legacy. Now you might be asking what save one is. I wanna tell you right now. Just a few days ago, the Supreme Court handed down a new decision about Roe v. Wade. That decision was done in hopes that the states would have the right to make their own decision about life and about abortion. Now here at Christ's Legacy, we believe in the, sancti uh, <laughs> in the sanctity of human life. And we believe that, that there is no accident, that God loves each and every one of these children, and that as a church, we ought to take on that responsibility. But we also know that the Bible tells us that it's God's will that none should perish, but that all should, what? Come to know Him. And that's why it's so important that before we enter into any argument within our community about whether we agree or disagree with Roe v. Wade, we know that we're gonna, our decision and our discussion is gonna be based in truth. And the truth is, is we are guided by the law of love. 
and we wanna help and we wanna reach out and we wanna bring restoration to people, even the people that have made choices to have abortions, even the people that, that their lives have been upset because they've lost a child to abortion, or maybe even to the people that, that have been profoundly affected by abortion in some way. Here at Christ's Legacy, that ministry actually happens. It moves forward and we minister actively to people of all walks of life, of all decisions. And I'm so grateful and thankful for that. Just this past Mother's Day, I presented this information about adoption and about orphans. 6,668 churches are right now happening in the state of Oklahoma. Also in the state of Oklahoma, there are over 9,000 foster kids with 500 kids ready to be adopted, not just right now, but tomorrow morning when the, when the agencies open back up. And with the knowledge of who we are to minister to and the mandate by God that we're to love orphans and widows, I'm blown away that we still have an issue of foster and adoption care in Oklahoma. But nevertheless, I presented this information on Mother's Day. And I'm so proud to tell you, I have a testimony, buckle up Christ's legacy, get ready to celebrate because watch this. God spoke to a young couple in our church and on Father's Day, they went forward and adopted a little baby girl, amen? Let's just thank the Lord for that. Now there are all sorts of legal things that they're having to go through. It's not finalized yet, so I don't wanna make the official announcement. But I just thank God that he's working on hearts and lives, even right now. He's the one that calls people. He's the one that touches people's heart. He's the one that draws people to work in ministries. He's the one that does all this inside of our heart and gives us purpose. But there's so many ministries that I haven't even begin to, to go through yet, like our support ministries, ushers and greeters and our connection team, our Hebrews coffee shop, our, our safety team that are keeping you safe right this very moment, uh, our, our volunteers that help break, uh, break down and set up for all of our events. We have uh, volunteer workers that come in on our special events uh, uh, like our Harvest Fest and, and, um, and Easter and our Easter egg hunt. I mean, it, it is just, overwhelming to consider all of the ministries that are happening and even ministries that are happening right now in front of you. Our legacy worship team and our, our tech department that are always so busy putting together opportunities and experiences for you to engage in in worship. But why do we do all of what we do? Do we do all of this so that we can have the biggest church, have the coolest stuff? Do we do this as an excuse to have a club that we can get to know other people on? That's not it at all. We do this because if you're sitting here in the sound of my voice and you've made a decision to follow Christ 
with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you do that on a daily basis, then you've been confronted by his gospel. Gospel is a fancy way of saying good news. But if you wanna hear the good news of God, then first, I gotta tell you the bad news. <laughs> Say, Pastor John, you got things opposite. Now's the good news time. No, no, you, you gotta hear the bad news first. The bad news is, is pretty simple, but it's, it's pretty bad. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter three, verse 23, for everyone has sinned. We, shot, we, we fall short of God's glorious standard. Now, for those of you that know me pretty well, you know my handle on the Greek. <laughs> but our guests and those that don't know me so well, I love exploring Greek words. It turns out that that word everyone means everyone. Thank you. That's 30 minutes of research. That means the person sitting on your right and your left, the person in front of you and behind you have experienced sin in such a profound way that it has destroyed their life. Some people have had their marriages ripped apart, their lives ripped apart, lost their businesses, lost families. Some people have had their minds so clouded by the effect of sin. In fact, the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, free gift of God, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, if you're confused on what sin is, let me share with you what it is. Sin is really simple. It's anything that gets in between you and God. We're born into sin. There's no chance that you haven't stumbled into sin in your life. Jesus told us in Mark chapter seven, starting in verse 20, it is what comes from the inside that defiles you. For, with, for from within, out of a person's heart comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. Can I tell you this morning that this is not even a comprehensive list of all the ways that you can displease God. See God, when Jesus came to this earth, he didn't do away with the 10 commandments. He set a higher bar. The law of love is higher. And he said things that were just so profound. Things like, I tell you the truth, if you've heard that if you commit adultery, then you've sinned. But here's the, here's the higher standard. If you even look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery. If you have anger, if you're angry with your brother, then you've murdered him in your heart. There's no chance for any of us with that kind of that kind of standard. That's why Christ's legacy, it's so important to come to him 
each and every day to pick up our cross and follow him with our lives. See, the good news is this though. Acts chapter two, verse 21. This is the gospel. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There's that Greek word again, everyone, everyone. So like Mo Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 30, I'm gonna lay this on you, verse 19. Today I have given you a choice between life and death, between blessing and cursing. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. Christ's legacy, it doesn't get any more complicated and it doesn't get any easier than that. That is the choice that each one of you have today. Would you stand with me all over this room? Hallelujah, Lord. Father, I pray God that you would begin to allow your Holy Spirit to move upon this congregation. Oh Lord, I pray God that you would have your way in our hearts and lives right now. Oh Jesus. You might be here this morning and you might have heard this gospel a million times and this might be the first time you've heard the gospel, but I will tell you this. I will be so bold to tell you that if you have alcohol in your breath and drugs in your system, you can be saved right now by the power of Jesus. You could have walked in here making the worst decision of your life, but there is no decision that you can't be redeemed from. There is no point in your life that can't experience the life-changing effect of God's renewal and recreation of who you should have been. God has a plan and a purpose for each one of you. And today, if you're here within the sound of my voice and you wanna to respond to that, I just simply want you to raise your hand right now. I'm not gonna call you out. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I just want you to slip up your hand so I can, I can make sure that you're counted in this prayer. Thank you, I see that hand right there. I'm looking, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. I'm looking all around. I wanna pause here. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, I see you in the back. I'm gonna hold one mo more moment. I, I just want you to slip up your hand and wave at me. Don't let me pass you by. This morning is a, a, a destiny for you and for your eternity. Don't let embarrassment, don't let pride step in its way. You have the opportunity this moment, this, this minute right now to make an eternal decision in Jesus Christ. If that's you, just slip up your hand. I'm gonna wait one more moment longer because this is so important right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There have been several hands lifted this morning. And I, Christ's legacy, let's just give the Lord a round of applause for these hearts and lives that have been committed to him. Thank you, Lord. In just a moment, I'm gonna invite all of us to say, a prayer, there is no magic, 
behind this. This is not an incantation. This is not a, a formulaic ritual of expression that gets you into heaven. What does get you into heaven? It's a life that is committed to Jesus Christ. And as you commit your life daily, he will begin to change who you are, not the other way around. You don't have to change to know him. He will begin to change who you are and you'll commit your life on a daily way. But don't do it alone. Make Christ's legacy your home. Come here so that you can be blessed by what God is choosing to do in our church in this community, amen? Let's just all bow our heads right now and let's just all pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, come on Christ's legacy, let's all pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. I ask you now to come here in a powerful way and forgive my sins. Clean me, make me new. I commit my life to you. Let me know you. Help me, Lord, to live for you. And I'll do it the rest of my days. We love you, Jesus. In your name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, it's not magic. It's not, a, it's not an incantation. It's a prayer that commits your life to Christ, that he died on the cross for your sin. He rose again three days later, and he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And now because of his sacrifice, he became sin for you so that you can be restored from sin forever. Amen. Would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning? Lord, we love you. We love you. I'm gonna pray a prayer right now as you're dismissed, but I wanna challenge you before you, leave, before you leave. If you want to talk to somebody about your new faith, if you want to visit and ha have prayer, I wanna invite uh, our facilitators that you'll be meeting uh, on Wednesday night just to come down right now. And you're feel, please feel welcome to come down and continue the conversation about your faith or just have a simple word of prayer. They're, these facilitators are ready to pray with you about salvation. They're ready to pray with you about, um, about uh, uh, being sick or about uh, uh, needing clarity on decisions. Anything you need prayer about, they're ready for you right here and right now. And I appreciate you. Thank you, uh, facilitators. And this, this is not even half of you guys. How about that? I think they're serving in other parts of the church as well. Thank you so much, Christ Legacy, for coming. And remember, don't forget to grab your cookies on the way out. And we wanna invite you to come back next Sunday for our patriotic message. And then the Sunday after that begins our series on Acts. It's gonna be an incredible series. You have found out about what our church is about. Now in Acts, we're gonna find out what we do, amen? Lord bless us as we go out into our community. Encourage us, anoint us to do your work. In Jesus' name, amen.